My name is Professor Leonard Calabrese from the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm delighted to introduce this CSF ACR Highlights podcast, highlighting key presentations from the second day of the ACR 2019 in Atlanta. The papers reviewed here are from the CSF's chairman's picks for ACR 2019. We're going to start out with a section that we call Diagnosis, Manifestations, and Outcomes from the uh, day two poster sessions, and we have two abstracts that we will highlight, one from the Finch and the other from the long-term extension of the RA Beacon trials. The first abstract is by uh, Kevin Winthrop. Uh, it is a pooled safety analysis from the phase three studies of filgotinib in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. So this pooled safety analysis is from the Finch trials. It enrolled patients who had been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis uh, that had active disease by the usual metrics. And this is a 24-week uh, safety data cut from Finch 1, 2, and 3, aggregated and summarized by the number and percentage of patients with events and abnormalities uh, for categorical values. It's a lot of data here, but uh, I will say that these studies showed a favorable safety and tolerability profile for frugotinib and RA, both as monotherapy and in conjunction with methotrexate and conventional synthetic DMARDs. At week uh, 24, uh, the frequency of the most uh, concerning uh, adverse events um, uh, were minimal, and the most common uh, adverse events were the ubiquitous upper respiratory and nasopharyngitis. Laboratory abnormalities occurred at similar rates with filgotinib and placebo. Um, and one of the interesting things about this uh, study is that uh, at this point in time, uh, there appears to be no palpable zoster signal. Um, finally, uh, an examination of MACE events, um, uh, DVT and PE was low and similar across these groups. The next abstract is uh, by Mark Genovese from Stanford uh, and colleagues, patient disease trajectories with baricitinib at the two milligram dose in patients treated with rheumatoid arthritis and who were inadequate responders to biologic DMARDs. This is the RA Beacon trial where BARA2 demonstrated clinical efficacy in biologically DMARD incomplete responders with RA. So they looked at the response to baricitinib 2 milligrams and described some of the demographic and clinical characteristics that might predict um, outcomes at week 24 on an observed basis. Uh, there's a lot of data again here, uh, but they broke this down into three observed patterns. Um, basically a, 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 a prompt response, uh, kind of an intermediate and a more refractory uh, populations. Majority of patients with bare, uh, sitting up two milligrams achieved a good response. That was the group one, group two, uh, virtually two thirds of these patients. They experienced 50% improvement uh, by CDI at week 12. Patients with less response, the more refractory group, group three, tended to be more treatment experience with more pain and worse physical function at baseline. I think this, this has uh, a lot of validity uh, based upon um, what we know about these trials. The distribution of hack DI, pain, uh, tender and swollen joints showed a trajectory similar to the score corresponding uh, groups that I've discussed above. So the next uh, cassette here is RA treatments poster two on established treatments. So our three picks 
um, in this uh, uh, group of abstracts, uh, focusing on uh, JAK inhibitors, TOFA and BARA. First by Peter Taylor and colleagues, uh, looking at baricitinib, uh, suggesting it may provide better pain relief across all disease activity levels when compared to placebo and adalimumab in rheumatoid arthritis. So this is a post hoc analysis of the relationship between pain improvement and disease activity in baricitinib compared with adalimumab in placebo. This is the RA-BEAM trial, large trial, 1,300 patients, randomized to placebo, ADA, or BARA. Uh, and again, this is at the four milligram dose. We're primarily looking at pain that was assessed on a visual analog scale of zero to 100. Conclusion of this was that baricitinib provided additional pain improvement versus placebo or adalimumab when disease activity was controlled and across all levels of disease activity as measured by these traditional markers. I think this is a, a really interesting and provocative uh, finding suggesting that kinase inhibition, this central hub of uh, uh, immunomodulation, may be providing more than traditional um, immunosuppression. Uh, we, that remains to be proven. The next abstract uh, by Stanley Cohen on the efficacy and safety of tofacitinib, the modified release 11 milligram once daily version, which is now uh, increasingly available and utilized. Uh, plus methotrexate in patients with an inadequate response to methotrexate. This is an open-label uh, uh, study of the global phase 3-4 methotrexate withdrawal study. So uh, this preparation, the tofacitinib, once a day, 11 milligram uh, tablet, was uh, approved in the U.S. in 2016 for the treatment of methotrexate IRRA patients. Uh, the oral shift study was the first global study that examined the use of this agent plus methotrexate. About almost 700 patients received open-label TOFA once daily plus methotrexate for 24 weeks. Um, those uh, achieving low disease activity at week 24 entered um, the double-blind methotrexate withdrawal phase and a variety of uh, outcomes were examined. The bottom line of this study is that tofacitinib 11 milligrams is comparable to uh, the BID dosing in virtually all um, parameters. There are no sa new safety risks, uh, uh, risks observed, um, uh, and thus I think we can feel uh, quite confident that uh, the once-a-day uh, tablet um, is uh, equivalent to what we've had before. The next abstract is the efficacy of tofacitinib monotherapy, tofacitinib with methotrexate and adalimumab with methotrexate in patients with early versus established RA. So again, a classical paradigm, uh, take these established therapies and then look at an early um, uh, uh, group and a group with established disease. So this was a post hoc analysis of this oral strategy uh, study that we've already referred to that examined uh, these different treatment limbs. Um, the methotrexate IR population was randomized one to one to one to receive TOFA uh, uh, five milligrams BID, TOFA five milligrams BID plus methotrexate, or adalimumab uh, 40 milligrams every uh, uh, two weeks plus methotrexate and methotrexate used in the established uh, uh, standard doses. Um, and then they looked at the question, what happens if you look at early versus uh, established disease? Well, I think it should be no uh, surprise uh, in certain parameters um, 
that efficacy was similar for TOFA monotherapy and in combination with methotrexate in early um, and significantly higher uh, with TOFA and methotrexate in established RA. All right, so uh, uh, one observation. Uh, interestingly, adalimumab plus methotrexate was numerically, but not always significantly more effective than TOFA monotherapy in early RA. So this question is TOFA uh, uh, monotherapy, the same as uh, adalimumab plus methotrexate. Um, we we uh, certainly, uh, the, the null hypothesis was not rejected. Uh, adverse event rates were similar regardless of baseline dur disease duration. And these findings, especially in, in established RA, are consistent uh, with the conclusions of the primary analysis. Turning our focus to spondyloarthritis, uh, including um, psoriatic arthritis, um, there was a robust uh, poster session, um, and there were a number of picks here uh, to dive into. The first by Professor Peter Nash on the impact of time since the first diagnosis on the efficacy and safety of tofacitinib in patients with active psoriatic arthritis. Um, in the Opal Broaden study, uh, patients received tofa uh, 5 milligrams or 10 milligrams BID. Now we're talking about 10 milligrams BID, uh, uh, a dose of, of some concern here, or placebo in patients uh, who were uh, with PSA who were inadequate responders to DMARDs. Patients were then stratified um, uh, whether they had PSA less than two years or more than two years, and the groups uh, were about 100 in the less than two years and 200 in the greater than two years. They looked at efficacy, some quality of life measures, and skin outcomes, and examined safety. So for patients with active PSA, the efficacy of TOFA was greater than placebo irrespective of disease duration, which is good. However, in plac the placebo response was greater in the, those that had the disease less than two years versus those that had a disease greater than two years. And I, I have to think about that, but I, I find that an interesting observation whether that re research, uh, uh, involves um, mechanisms of the placebo response or whether this uh, is about uh, patient characteristics remains to be seen. Uh, there were too few uh, numbers in the less than two-year group um, to do a lot more analysis, and the safety uh, outputs uh, were similar across these groups. Uh, the next abstract on the effect of tofacitinib on residual pain in patients with psoriatic arthritis, and again, a recurrent theme, uh, all the jacotinibs are now wanting to look at some of these domains like uh, fatigue and sleep. Uh, and pain, I think it's very interesting, uh, by Professor Maxime Dugados uh, and colleagues. Uh, the background of this is that current treatments for PSA have proven effective in reducing patient-reported pain. However, residual pain often remains. Uh, descriptive analysis from the Opal Broaden evaluated residual pain in PSA patients whose inflammation was attenuated after three months. So they took the pe people that had the best uh, relief of their inflammation and asked about, uh, you know, what is the output of uh, 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 pain effects here? Patients were randomized to TOFA 5 or 10 milligrams BID or adalimumab uh, once every other week or placebo. Um, residual pain was considered as pain in patients with complete attenuation of inflammation uh, by um, uh, joint counts and acute phase reactants. Conclusions of this complex study, which I think you'll um, uh, like to uh, take a deeper dive into, 
was that in patients with PSA whose inflammation has been completely attenuated, TOFA might have an effect on residual pain not obviously attributable to inflammation. So another um, um, uh, chink in this uh, jacatinib pain uh, pathway. Uh, however, the, the sample population was small, no strong conclusions, uh, more to come.